Welcome to the What They Hardly Warned Us About, Voice of the Victims podcast, where we become the voice for the victims. Here, we'll talk about domestic violence, toxic relationships, manipulation, control, sex, money, third-party interference, and the lack of help that many people who are in toxic relationships don't receive. Here's your host, Tisha Jones. Hey everybody, this is Tisha from the What They Hardly Warned Us About, Voice of the Victims podcast. I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited about hosting this podcast and having you as listeners. If you want to know a little bit about me and who I am, then please check out my page on Facebook, Few Warnings. Anywho, the reason that I started this podcast is because I wanted to dig into relationships and talk about things that were taboo in my circle. While I know that a lot of things and a lot of people are more open nowadays, I find that some taboos, especially when it comes to domestic violence, the effects of domestic violence, toxic relationships, the effects of toxic relationships, sex and money, are still rather taboo in a lot of circles. Now, before we get started, if you're listening on social media or YouTube, then hit that subscribe button so you can get more great episodes delivered to you on a regular basis. And if you're listening on YouTube via your phone, turn on your notifications. If you're listening on podcast sites, then follow me. Follow, follow, follow. Okay, let's get right into it. I found the following article on Twitter and it just about jumped out at me. The name of the article is called Deweaponizing the Culprit. It's written by a woman who has a website called DisHusbandManta, D-I-S, Husband, Manta, M-A-T-A dot com, all one word. Now, this is a very touchy article, and she is so touchy that she had to put a disclaimer at the beginning, not the end, but at the beginning, that this article has been written with a full intention of improving your sex life within marriage. That's kind of touchy already, and it lets you know that you are about to get into something kind of deep. So, without further ado, let's jump into it. The article, Deweaponizing the Culprit, really deals with using sex as a weapon or a manipulation tool. And a lot of times, that, of course, is pointed to us as women that we do it to our husbands. But I do know personally, being a wife and a woman, Men don't typically want to hear why. They just say that it's wrong and you shouldn't do it. But let's listen to this wife's perspective as to why many women use sex as a tool, as manipulation, so forth. Here we go. There was a man. He fell in love with a mermaid. He left his brother. He left his business. And they lived happily ever after. But one day, he sat on a rock. This was the introduction to one of the films that I watched on repeat as a teenager. The film itself was mediocre, but the theme song and this introduction really stuck out to me. Most films and books end with the happily ever after, and we really believe that the heroes and heroines of the movies wake up every morning smiling into each other's eyes, not needing to brush their teeth before they kiss passionately and all the other things that they portray to be the happily ever after. However, for this hero, there was a but. We have been talking about using sex as a manipulation tool. This is what she's talking had been talking about on her website. 
Well, I find the word manipulation very disgusting. It depicts everything evil. I can't think of a good way to use it. When you hear the phrase, like guilty pleasure, then you know it's wrong, but it still brings a little smile to the corner of your lips. But manipulation, just disgust. So how on God's green earth did such a horrible word come to be used in marriage within the sacredness of marriage? I am young in this business, so please bear with me as I air my opinions. But please feel free to leave a comment and correct me where I'm I'm wrong. Let's face this matter squarely. First of all, this is a complaint commonly among men concerning their wives. Husbands complaint that his wife has been manipulative with sex or using it as a weapon. There are few women who find themselves on the receiving end of this issue. But the majority of complaints that I have heard come from the husbands. Why do we use our own weapons? And in time, audience, I'm going to deal with the women that are on the receiving end of that complaint. But at any rate, let's get right back into it. For offense or defense, why use this as a weapon? Again, from my understanding, it is the lack of sex that is the weapon, not so much the act of sex. So the complaint here is the frequency and not the actual happenings. If I am to use a weapon against anyone, I would make sure it's a weapon that can't necessarily be used against me. For example, if I add a lot of pepper in a meal that has a lot of meat, I know it will be a punishment for my husband because he can't tolerate much pepper. He can only tolerate pepper in very little doses. So if he wanted to retaliate, peppery food would never be his weapon of choice as that weapon would backfire. What am I saying? Husbands, why is your wife happy to stay without sex for the period she is making you wait? You may not want to hear this, but she is probably not getting half of the satisfaction you're getting from the act of sex. There, I've said it. Sorry, ladies, but someone needs to let these men know that they're not quite hitting the mark. This is not to bruise your ego in any way, brothers. Let's talk this out. If this is something your wife really enjoys and she is not meeting her needs in unholy ways, then why will she be punishing herself as well as you? Now, I want to stop right there for a moment, you guys, and talk about one of our sponsors that's helping us out today called Marriage Fitness. Marriage Fitness with Mort Fertel is an alternative to counseling. It's the most successful marriage crisis program in the world, and he wants to help you fix your marriages. Here we'll find out, we'll work on the seven steps to fixing our marriage and a lot of the questions that we have concerning why marriages fail. Why does counseling, marriage counseling fail? How do you rebuild broken trust? How do you deal with the, I don't love you? How do you deal with learning how to, to forgive and be forgiven? How do you reconnect with your spouse? How do you get your spouse to change? How to rebuild broken trust? How do you get over the past? How to avoid separation? how to ruin the affair, plus you get five marriage assessments. If you're listening to this podcast, then feel free to go to my website, www.fewwarnings.com for more information. If you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on YouTube, then this info is in the description box. 
you'll totally, you totally have nothing to lose and you'll receive a marriage assessment for free. And so if you're having trouble and in your marriage and this issue with sex is a big deal, then you definitely want to think about getting yourself some help. And you might want to consider getting yourself some help as we continue with this podcast because this gets a little touchy, especially when you hear the next sentence. So here we go. Let's get back into the article. Rather than lovemaking, some men actually rape their wives. They ignore her during the day, act blindly to all the chores that need attention, do not have a meaningful touch, random hug, kiss, bum, squeeze, nice comment, etc. From waking moments until bedtime, then when the poor woman lays her tired body down at night, he wants to reach out under the covers without a word and begin to touch her just enough to arouse her so penetration is not painful. If you think that's any woman's idea of pleasure, then you have truly missed it terribly. Sadly, according to the writer of this article, this has been my experience on a few occasions. I felt like a house girl being forced to do the master's bidding. This picture seems really awful. And when I tried talking to my husband about it, about this method and how it made me feel, he was angry at my comparison and missed the whole point of the conversation. I have never denied my husband of this particular duty, but the temptation to do so has been very real on many occasions. My people, look around you. The world is about to come to an end. Jesus' return is surely close. Jesus said, there is no marriage in heaven. So I take it to mean that the sex stops here on earth. It is a wedding present from God to his children. So please don't waste any time doing it wrong, especially those who have had the opportunity to wait until marriage to have sex. Husbands, we have been told that this act is a major need in your lives. However, for such a truly satisfying act, we wives need a little bit of help. There is no unique formula that works on every woman. But if you really want to remove this weapon from your spouse's arsenal, then pay attention to her needs. I met a young, beautiful woman with an hourglass figure who confessed to having her first orgasm after eight years of marriage. She had two children during those eight years. Now, husbands, can you for a second imagine how your reaction to sex would be if you had sex twice a week for six months and not once were able to receive your generational blessings. Just think about that. Yet, this is a reality for a lot of women. So please get educated in this area as safely as possible and as soon as possible to improve your skills. The writer says, while reading books is very helpful, the shortcut to solving this problem is creating a beautiful atmosphere for your wife and asking her directly how to pleasure her. She may be shy and uncertain initially, as the writer of this article says she is, but in a short while, if you are sincere, she will see it. It would never be a weapon because she wouldn't want to deprive herself of these new heights attained. Now, my darling sisters, you are not forgotten. If hubby starts to change his attitude, please don't squash him down by saying, just because you want sex tonight, blah, blah, blah. That may be true at the start, and you may be tempted to feel like that in the beginning, but in given time, it will just become good habit. 
I have a book in my Amazon basket, which I am saving up to buy, called The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex. And you thought Bad Girls Had All the Fun by S.W. Georgie. I've heard great things about it. I sent the title to my sister-in-law and she bought it the next day. I'll probably get it before Christmas, but I have a, a few things to sort out before I buy that one. So what have I said? Manipulation is not good in any form. So if you've been a culprit to this, please stop it. If you've been helping your spouse perform manipulation, stop it. Whether you marry Cinderella or Cruella DeVille, you made your vows and you are in it. But life happens and changes occur. We have to be aggressive about doing what it takes to enjoy the blessings of marriage. Even if that means eating a huge slice of humble pie more often than we would prefer it. Get to know how your wife likes it. What did you both dream about when you were single? And how can you make that reality inevitable? You've got God's approval to enjoy this great gift, so have fun doing it. I really hope this helps you. Then she goes on to say, Now, who will volunteer to send this article to my husband? <laughs> now, from now till forever, Keisha. Okay, we want to start right there. And I do want to say a few things before we end this podcast. But first, we want to stop and talk about getting help from another great source today. And that's called online therapy. Online therapy is not like other sites because it's not just a chat. It's a complete toolbox. You'll get all the support and the tools you need to be happier. Online therapy knows how difficult and expensive and time-consuming it can be to get face-to-face therapy appointments these days in your already hectic schedule. They know how lonely and unsupported you can feel between these sessions, and I personally know because I've been there, I got therapy, face-to-face therapy before. So no more. This is therapy on your own terms. Online therapy is very private and, as I said, on your terms. Just follow the link in the description box if you're watching on YouTube, listening on YouTube, and you'll enjoy 20 minutes. Just follow the link in the description box if you're listening on YouTube or social media, and you'll enjoy 20% off your first month, or go to my website, www.fewwarnings.com backslash or forward slash resources. If you're in a toxic relationship, then you want to find your way back to you. If marriage counseling did not work or your spouse is not open to counseling, you want to find your way back to you. Which brings me back to the article. I'm not going to go too much into the article because we are going to have a part two for that. But I do want to say in dealing with some of these things that this particular young lady wrote on her webpage, her website, is that a lot of times you deal with people who are selfish. You deal with some husbands some wives who are just selfish. And the bottom line is, as she went on to say how some women have not had an orgasm for years or they're about, you will have some men will say, but this is what you're supposed to do. What you have to suffer to bring, to get your needs met is of no consequence. In other words, it is no consequence to you what she has to suffer to get your needs met. And you're literally sitting there wondering why you're not having a more frequent and active sex life. I have listened to people talk. I really, really have. And they talk on and on about, you know, this is what the man needs to 
be a good Christian, not look at other women and so forth. But in addition to not achieving an orgasm, he does not take into consideration what she has to suffer to make sure he gets his needs. He's getting a climax every night and emotional needs are important for her, but he's not hitting those or the sexual needs, but yet will fuss at her and jump down her throat, especially Christian, so-called Christian man. This is what you're supposed to do, but they turn a blind eye to what they're supposed to do. That's just selfishness. And that's not real love. Love will not squeeze you like toothpaste trying to get you to make me happy while leaving you totally deprived. So we're going to stop right there and we are going to go into part two on our next uh, session about this. So I want you to turn this over in your mind, jump all over that subscribe and follow button, comment, 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 comment. I want your comments. I want to hear your comments. I want to hear what you have to say. So you go ahead on, you have a great day and we'll see you in part two. You take care. Bye-bye.